Dog LA Life podcast. My name is Natalia, and this is my lovely co-host, Eric Sanchez here. And this is a podcast dedicated to the documentation of living in the fabulous city of Los Angeles and all its glorious bullshit. It's great here. (laughs) And also, it's sort of your go-to survival guide to surviving the mean streets of L.A., so we have a great show today, Eric. Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, yes. We're, we're going to talk about a few things that are going around town. We're going to bring up the LA Rams. Yay. Yay. The Rams Finally, are Finally, we back. have a football team in Los Angeles. The Carneros. Yeah, the Carneros. He just Google translated that because he doesn't know how to really speak Spanish. I do, but um, on Facebook, when I try to speak Spanish, uh, my ex... You get roasted An ex-girlfriend of mine was who <laughs> married a Mexican and moved to Mexico, which is crazy, um, is like, you sound like Italian. I'm like, girl, you're white. Like, what? You're, you're, <laughs> you're pro now? <laughs> You're a linguist? Yeah. Okay, we're also um, we're also going to just touch base a little bit on the Olympics. Not too much, because that didn't really happen in Los Angeles. It happened in Brazil. But, you know, we have to talk about it, because it, it is America. But, you know, and some LA, of... as far as I'm concerned, L.A. is part of America, even though it's mostly Mexican. I think, I think L.A., Hollywood in particular, is a global city. All right, I like that. Right? I, I can get behind that. I can definitely get behind that. For one. sure, because I've I've uh, I've met a lot of Swedish girls. Um, well, I've met a lot of everything here. True. Yeah, not only Swedish, but yeah, yeah. And I mean, apparently, there's like um, an Indian like epidemic going on in the valley. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It's crazy over there. There's a little um, bit of everything going on yeah, in the city for sure, because there's like Thai town. There's you know there's little, little Armenia, blank Bangladesh. You have little Korea town. You have uh, Chinatown. You have. I mean, you have it all here. Your boys town. Boy, <laughs> my favorite. Um, we're also going to talk about. A little epidemic that's been going on. I don't know if this is all around the world, but I mean, I really see it a lot around these parks. And it's the sugar daddies and the sugar babies epidemic. And we're going to just, we're going to elaborate on that later on. I love sugar daddies, right? The candy. I would love to have one. The candy, right? Sugar daddies? No, like an old fat man that pays for everything. And I only have to give him a hand job or something. Well, at least that's all I can do. Okay. Because that's... Is, that's all I'm willing to is do. Is that for like a rent check? <laughs> is that your cell phone bill? Like, I I don't know. We'll talk about that later. Okay. And maybe there's like standards of like a hand job is cell phone bill, blow like what job. Makes, what makes a sugar daddy and then what actually makes a sugar sugar baby? Okay. Okay. Right? Perfect. We can definitely talk about that. Because I want to know because I don't. I have to pay my own bills, which is crazy. <laughs> I, have to, I have to jack myself off. So like uh, apparently there's people who you could pay to jack you off and they could pay your bills. I, I want to figure this out. Yes. Maybe I, I want to figure it out. Maybe I, I need myself I might, a sugar daddy. I might apply, I might yeah. apply to be a sugar baby. How do we both get a sugar daddy to sponsor our podcast? <laughs> that's perfect. That's a, that's a whole different show by itself. There we go. Okay. And then last but not least, because it is the end of summer, we're going to talk about summertime shows and festivals. And honestly, bring out your whiskey flask and your patchouli because that's exactly what it smells like in these festivals. <laughs> yeah, the festival shit is uh, is in full speed here in LA. There's shows every single night. Uh, none of them I will be attending. But uh, I hear they're fun. And they look fun on Instagram. They look fun on Instagram, but, it, but everything looks fun on Instagram. Like a root canal looks fun on Instagram. True. Yeah, you know, like... <laughs> I'm at the dentist, and it's like a picture of your boobs. You know, it's like <laughs> yes. But that was your last one when you were like in Italy. It was like your boobs, like your boobs are everywhere. It's funny because the other day I was I was actually scrolling through my Instagram, and I do follow some thoughts because I think it's it's really funny to. And, and for those who don't know what a thought is, it's an anagram, and I'm using the word anagram very loosely because I don't really know if I know what it means. But yeah, it, I have no clue what an, uh, anagram is. That's so sad. I I. So I think an anagram is when you take the first letter of a word and then you compile them together to make one big word. So a thought means that hoe over there. That hoe over there, yes. Yeah, so I was following this girl on Instagram and then she was saying, look at my new carpet. But the picture was of her tits and her camel toe. And then, like you can faintly see the carpet in the back. Uh, it's a It's a sliver of a carpet. Exactly. It's nothing. <laughs> There's no carpet. There's just a bunch of fucking boobs. And a camel toe. So let's let's begin with the LA Rams. 
LA Rams, yes. Yay! Congratulations to Los Angeles. And Congratulations. I kind of want to put great. an applause um, thing. Congratulations, Los Angeles. We finally got a football team back. It's been 35 years. 35 years. Since the LA Rams played in LA. And not only that, but their first preseason game, they filled up the stadium with 95,000 people. 95,000 people. That is crazy. And let me tell you something. I am from Puerto Rico. We have about 70,000 people <laughs> in that island. So to fill up an entire stadium with pretty much double it, double what Puerto Rico is, it's amazing. Well, uh, there's a stat out there that um, only 7% of the people who actually watch um, the game of football attend these games, right? So 7% equates to 95,000 people, right? So that means that 80% of the Mexicans in LA went to that game. Amazing. And... 2% of those people actually got into a fight, which is great because that leads me to 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 thank whoever brought the Rams here for bringing another opportunity for us LA locals to fight with each other that isn't at Dodger Stadium because that's played out. Okay, so you so no longer do you have to go to Dodger Stadium to get stabbed. Now yes. you can go to the Coliseum and get stabbed over there. Yeah, it's it's like this. Look, why do I want to go all the way to like Echo Park to get stabbed when I could just stay Take the metro. In, in South Central <laughs> and do it here. I mean, it's 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 it just makes it more convenient. And and now there's a metro that takes you straight to the stabbing. It's straight, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. L.A. I mean, L.A. is really growing. Let me tell you something. L.A. Ha- it's becoming more like it's becoming the best city ever. It's it's been a great city for me, but now it's becoming even better with all this stuff going. on. Yeah, we on. got we got football. We got. We got, basketball, we got basketball, we got hockey, we got, we got, hockey, baseball, we got baseball, we got really great things. But, you know, I, I want to talk about, so the LA Rams, they're going, they're playing at the USC Coliseum. The Coliseum, right. And if anybody knows anything about USC, it's a very, very expensive school. It's a very right. expensive private school. So, you know, you spend, In the heart of the hood. In the heart of the hood. Which people, kids... Or kids' parents pay about eighty thousand dollars a semester. Is that what it is? Probably, yeah. I would say anything between fifty and eighty thousand dollars. And but my thing is, way to like reverse gentrification in this place. <laughs> How so? Because you know, you it usually goes like you take a place like USC, and it turns into like an elitist place. But now right. the Rams came, so now we have all these influx of true sports fanatics which happen to be mostly mexicans for sure in la I in mean, la if you go to a dog so game you see it's who's just here. kind of bringing down you know it's not being gentrified anymore you can't jack up the prices anymore because now you have like 50 cent tacos and taco trucks everywhere and it's just it's not really elitist it's like anybody can just go there and tailgate there i think when they when they brought the team back i i almost think they forgot who LA fans are. If you go to a Laker game, right, the only reason that it's not a 99% Mexican thing is because the tickets are too fucking expensive. Exactly, but right? you go to a Clippers game. You go game. to a Clipper game, you Ooh, see my people. Honey. My gente. Mi gente. Mi gente. <laughs> there, I said my gente. Jesus Christ, I'm like a white it's guy. White, whitewashed uh, Latino uh, over here. I'm gentrified. Yes, I think you my are. gentrification <laughs> has been conditioned and gentrified. Um, but, but yeah, I, I don't think that they planned for... Uh, necessarily what our fan base is like i mean look they left in 1980 to go to orange county right orange county in the 80s especially i mean it's still the orange curtain it's still an extremely um caucasian kind of growing yes you know society right they they have their own thing their own lingo they're 10 years behind la for some reason in everything which is just weird but uh but they have when just they, as much money as like people in Beverly Hills. Oh, for sure, people, for sure. It's like, a yeah. it's a sales community. It's about it's it's about money. It's about all these things, right? So they went there, which is in L.A. So their fan base over there was way different. Mm-hmm. Then they went from there to St. Louis, which is a whole other thing. Now you're in like the Midwest, right? So now yeah. you have a lot of African Americans, a lot of white people, da da da. And now they're back here, and I'm telling you, the Mexicanos have embraced the Rams. They're like, like ay, 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 like out of nowhere like this is how i knew it was gonna get crazy when i went to like the 99 cent store and there was mad rams gear i was like it's over i was like it's over that's amazing they got a rams aisle and they were almost sold out so 
I, I, I think that it's really cool for LA. It's really nice to LA have, needed this. I, I think sure. this is like a boost for morale. Definitely for LA. I definitely it need it needed a new place for everybody to go and congregate because what people don't understand the importance of having things like this is it's to bring families and to keep kids out of getting into trouble and joining gangs and and that's the reality because they have things to aspire to and things to look forward to. So if they yeah, if they feel sure. if if as a family you can say okay we can stay in the hood this weekend. And you can probably, you know, as a child or as a, like a young adult, right. you'll probably get into trouble or we can all go together and we can tailgate at a Rams. We tailgate at the game. And yeah, at, at the game. We might not be able to get in, but we're going to have a good time. You're going to get to see other people. You're going to get to see how other people And live. you can fight there too if you, you want. You can fight there too, but it But, it but it's also, a controlled situation. It's definitely controlled and, it's, and it definitely gives society something to look forward to and say like, oh. When I grow up, I want to be a foot, you know, I want to be a football athlete or something. So I, it just really. Boosts. And then your teacher tells you, um, you should probably get something else, uh, <laughs> Daquan. <laughs> you could probably be something else. And then like the little girl gets up after him and is like, I want to be an astronaut. And she's like, Oh, that's really good, little Kimmy. Yeah, the chances of being an astronaut are like half of a half of a half of a half of a percent, right? The chance of being like a professional athlete are a little more. There's, a, there's they're possibility, feasible. so you're right. So in the hood, this is going to come. This is going to really yeah, uh, encourage a lot of kids to play sports. To, to sport. yeah, absolutely, and I and so. that's and that's the beauty of having sports like these come in in societies or cities like Los Angeles. It really helps the city of Los Angeles grow and build, and it helps children stay out of trouble, and it helps them reach for the stars and be something better, or, or think that they can be something better. Yeah, and so it's a trickle down effect. So. Kudos to you, LA Rams. I'm, Good job, I'm happy. LA Rams. Yeah. Good job, LA, for accepting them and, and for building all this stuff. There's going to be a new thing here. Yeah, new, yeah. new stadium, job incentives. It's going to it's gonna be great. Yeah, more jobs for the locals. It's a it's a good thing. We support the LA Rams. We, we support LA Rams, even though I don't give sure. a shit about football. Oh, I, <laughs> the truth comes out. You don't actually care about any of this, no, do you? No, I don't care, but I do support what it stands for and what it does and all the incentives it brings to the city because lord knows we need it we definitely need it okay so moving forward because now that we're in this little sports talk and we just want to get it out of the way Are, have we changed our name to his and hers on ESPN? i know this is not sports nation but i feel like so you're I jamel have... hill and i'm michael smith okay i, like I don't it. know who these people are but <laughs> i'm not them um but I have to talk about this because the Olympics just happened and, you know, they're all right. Every Olympics, it's it's great. But what I really want to talk about is it's a way to come back America because I feel like for the last about year since Trump decided to run for president and, it, and it's now the number one candidate or is the only candidate for the um, Republican Party. Right. I feel like the rest of the world has looked at America in disgrace, disbelief, and just like laughing at us. So it was it was a good thing that us as Americans and America went to the went to the Olympics and got all these gold medals. So yeah, we reminded the world like, we hey, we're still like we're still better than you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Not yeah. only are we better than you, but it, it, we just we're no longer the laughing stock. I mean, we're trying to make America great again. Right? We are trying to. One gold medal at a time. <laughs> one gold medal at a time. We're trying to make America great again without a toupee, is what you're saying? Like, without that hair that comes yeah, over? Yeah, with, without come over? anything Trump. But, I mean, I'm very... But for me, it's like, it goes to show me that America is the ultimate jock. And I'm what I mean by that is saying that America is very dim-witted, not the smartest, Mm. But at the end of the day, we can definitely kick ass. We can run faster than you. We're stronger than you. We can swim faster. We can gym gymnastics better. <laughs> we <laughs> can gymnastics better than you, stupid Russians. Exactly. And that for me was like a great way to show the rest of the world, okay, we may not have it together in every single aspect, but as athletes, we're very 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 well versed yes yeah, socially economically you know race relations over here might be a little bit of a joke exactly but um we're still better than you 
But yeah. Right? That's kind of that's kind of exactly. every Olympics kind of has this uh, this theme, you know, this they aura. Yeah, they hype it up and it's like you know, will the United States come back or will the United States be able to pull off da, da, da? we do and it we every fucking do. time, every we time. Always, like we, it's we weird when it they do the medals thing, like didn't the Olympics start in like ancient Greece or something, yeah, right? That's so the original one. Did the Americans always win then too? Probably. I mean if if, if America was was as there were probably like Native Americans, if they would have gone to the Greek ones, they probably would. They probably would have won that shit. Yeah, too, they probably would have sure. kicked their asses too. For so sure. America, you're really good. But with that being said, because all these gold medal winners literally just took us from a mediocre America, a mediocre Trump America, right, to a gold medal winning America, right. But then. Ryan Lochte came in oh, yeah. and then took all those medals and shat on it. Shat on all the medals. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he diarrhea'd <laughs> on top of he, all our gold he medals. He projectile shitted all over <laughs> all the gold medals, including Carmelo's three gold medals. Congratulations to him. But yeah, okay, so Ryan Lochte, this old Ryan Lochte story, for those who don't know, Ryan Lochte. Um, if you're living is, under a rock, yeah. If you're, <laughs> you don't own a radio, yeah. a TV, a phone. You can't read. <laughs> you can't yeah, I write. mean, if if you don't, if you don't own a TV, I get it. Uh, if you don't own a radio, I get that too. Because what the but fuck's if you a radio? Can't read? <laughs> but if you, but if you don't know like who these Olympic athletes, this this Olympics actually. Uh, before I get into Ryan Lochte, in my opinion, was kind of like the least interesting Olympics ever. Have you noticed that? It, and is it because we live in like a social media kind of world that that things are always changing like really constantly? Because if Ryan be. Lochte is the biggest story, we're not talking about Michael Phelps who won his 900th medal, right? I, I believe now his his new name is Michael Gold, right? So we're not talking about Simone Biles who is like no. the smallest. She's like a midget, <laughs> like a flipping midget. We're not talking about her. Yeah. We're talking about Ryan Lochte. And then, not only, there's, there's two things that we're talking about. Ryan Lochte being a douchebag, and Usain Bolt just being a pimp. And Usain, okay, Usain and Bolt. A, a pimp all over Brazil. That's just, what we should be talking all these about. Brazilian big booty hoes, and he don't give a fuck. He's actually still in Brazil fucking hoes, and as we speak. I, uh, I follow some of these social media things, and um, he's on a roll. He's not. He's still winning. He is, he is winning. He, talk about... The biggest, okay, so if there would be a gold medal for the biggest winner of the overall Olympics, it would go to Usain Bolt. To Usain Bolt, for sure. Absolutely. He's smiling. He's smiling. He's pimping around. He's fucking everything. In one of his races, he ran backwards (laughs) and won like by like 200 meters. Exactly. Um, Okay, so back to Ryan Lochte. Okay, back to Ryan Lochte. So here is the quick story of what happened with Ryan Lochte. Um... There's a guy named Billy Bush. He he hosts Access Hollywood, and this is how this all relates to Hollywood. Okay. Because that's all we care about. That's all we care about. Um. So so Billy Bush is in Rio. Um. Apparently he's on the beach or something, and he hears a story in the morning about Olympic players being robbed. He wants to know if it's true. It's not sounding like it's true. The authorities are saying it's not true. Boom boom boom. It has to do with Ryan Lochte. He sees Ryan Lochte. He decides to interview him with an iPhone. iPhone. With an iPhone. I read that too. He, like, okay. This is an iPhone interview. So this iPhone was an interview. impromptu. Impromptu thing. Thing. Like he ran it. He literally saw Ryan Lochte across from him at the beach and said, Hey Lochte, stop right there. I have a f- couple questions for you. Whipped out his iPhone and went to town on him. And went to town. And they, and then this happened. Who were you with? What time of night? Who pulled you over? Uh, I was with a couple swimmers. Coming back from the train's house, and we got pulled over in our taxi. And these guys came out with a badge, a police badge, no lights, no nothing, just a police badge. They pulled us over. Uh, they pulled out their guns. They told the other swimmers to get down on the ground. They got down on the ground. I refused. I was like, we didn't do anything wrong. So. I'm not getting down on the ground, and then the guy pulled out his gun, he cocked it, put it to my forehead, and he said, get down, and I was like, I put my hands up, I was like, whatever, he took our money, he took my wallet, and then... But he left your cell phone, he left your credential. He left my cell phone, he left my credential, but he took my wallet, and he took all the guys in his So, what do you think about that, this, or that? 
I wish I had a camera so people can see the biggest eye roll that ever happened in the history of humanity because that was a bold-faced lie. And this man made it seem like his life was in danger when in reality, he was blacked out drunk, acting like a damn fool. Acting the fool. Pissing everywhere. In another country, which is very common. Pissing everywhere in another country. Another country that opened their doors to you to let you win medals so you can go and back to your country and be a hero. And then you go ahead and shit on all these people. And then at the same time, I feel like it's sort of like privilege. It, 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 it's definitely, I, I don't want to say white privilege, but he felt so privileged to say, it wasn't me. I didn't do anything wrong. I'm going to play the victim. And then I'm just going to blame all these all these brown people in Brazil, <laughs> pretty much. That's that's exactly his train, train of thought. I'm going to blame... Well, they tan a lot. Yeah. I'm going to blame, blame all these brown people in Brazil. They probably don't have cameras. You know, it's a third world country. Like, he just played himself out so bad. It's like DJ yeah, he, Khaled saying, you played yourself. Yes, congratulations, Ryan Lochte. You have played yourself. I, I think that... This whole Ryan Lochte thing is is interesting because I think it speaks to this whole um, view of Americans abroad, right? You know, like it's it's like asshole Americans. This is what you're saying. This is like the Trump thing. This is why like the this world looks at I'm us saying. crazy because for every awesome American that travels abroad and just has fun and takes pictures, then there's and a Ryan Lochte the culture, American. There's a Ryan Lochte who goes like in the black community called doing extra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he's like doing, doing like, the most. He's doing the most. He's like doing like the most. They're, they're, like, it's, why it's not, so extra, Ryan Lochte? It's, it's not like, okay, you got drunk, you pissed on the thing, you you got strong-armed, you probably had to pay some people some money just for them to and leave you just alone. Let it be. They, just let it be. You know, if you don't remember it because you're blacked out, I get it. But, like, that whole interview right there was, like, that reminds me of when you wake up on, like, the homie's couch and you look around and you're like... Yeah, dude, what's up? How's everyone doing? And everyone's like, "Bro, you don't remember what you did last night." Yeah, you almost and then you just somebody. start and then you just start making shit <laughs> piecing, up. Piecing the things together. Yeah, and and who's fucking Ryan Lochte to say like is he some fucking American hero? So he this is what he won gold. He won I think a silver or something. He won some medals like you said. Yeah. This this whole country has embraced you with open arms. You are you're like revered, you're loved. I mean, you're on getting the last, endorsement deals. You're left getting and endorsement right. deal on the last like, Olympics. You, have, you got a reality you can show. Literally retire from like the, you owe from the life. Olympics everything. You owe the Olympics and the whole idea of the Olympics and every country that that these things are in for the last yeah, three years, whatever, to, to, eight to, years to sponsor. This. You owe them your life and you owe them everything you've ever created, including that shitty ass fucking reality show that made you look like the biggest idiot in the world. And then you went and proved everyone right. So. Ryan Lochte, he not only played himself, he played all the other athletes that gave their all in this games exactly. for his own like his own victimization no, role that he's trying to do. Ass, to save his own ass. And honestly But not even to save his own ass, he wasn't in trouble. He just he he's just, doing the most. He's doing the most He's wearing neon like a crop top. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like at, at like a quinceanera. You're doing the most. You're doing Ryan the most. Lockie. Like, way to, way to, like, bring attention to you when no attention was. When no just, attention, no one's even fucking fucking with you like that. Nobody even needed. You could have just stayed at the beach, re-drinking. He put the gun to my head, and I was like, "Everyone else got down. I'm not getting down." You're a super soldier. All right. Like, hold on. But this is my opinion about the whole thing, really. Okay. And 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 I think though, even though he was doing the most, I don't think he did enough. Oh, what do you mean? Okay, I think. That in order for all of this to work, that Ryan Lochte should have actually died. <laughs> so, so there's no actual real evidence, so he yeah. can't he can't testify in court. Look at American, <laughs> look at American Sniper. All right, they're trying to pick that dude's story apart, but he's dead, so he can't even fucking. So it's like, hey, we got the movie, we got the book. In ten but years, ain't no one gonna be talking about the. But we can't really ask him a, a real question, and we can't polygraph him, and we can't really put him like you know. We that was the problem. He should have kidnapped himself and disappeared for like a month, and then came back with the story that he had an opportunity because he's so dumb that like he can't. In that interview, even he was making things up as you go. You can, yeah, you can tell that he was like, and um, he was like, and, and yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. So I mean, l thank you, Ryan Lochte, and I'm gonna leave you with this. Thank you, Ryan Lochte. 
for taking America. America went two steps forward by winning all these medals. But Ryan Lochte went ahead and took America 20,000 steps back. Yeah, Ryan Lochte, you're no American sniper. Yeah. Oh. Get your story straight, bud. Yeah, bye. A little epidemic that is going around in Los Angeles, and it's going around other places in the world. Zika? (laughs) Did I say that right? The Zika virus? Zika virus? I don't think it's still a hit here. Is Is the swine flu still a thing, too? No. What was the other one? Oh, the oh, bird flu. Oh, one and one, or or there's the bird flu. There's swine flu. Um, there's just the regular flu. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think at one point they're trying to like do like the black flu. Um, but the cops are Does they're, that they're go handling with the black that. Lives matter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's what that's what the insiders call it. Huh? The black flu. Uh, All right, so there's there's a little there's a little epidemic going around. Okay, and it and it goes around in in really big cities in America. But since we happen to live in one of those cities, which is Los Angeles. The biggest city. The biggest city. I need to talk about it. And it's it's called an arrangement. And it's called the sugar daddy, sugar baby arrangement. Okay. Let me explain. Please. I don't know a lot about this. So what this arrangement entails is that it's usually a young girl. I would say anything anywhere from 19 to probably probably 30. And some of them are going to school. They can't afford school. Some of them actually have real jobs. You know, they do like eyelash extensions or real extensions or waxers or whatever. Hosting. Hosting. Exactly. And they need somebody to support their lifestyle. So they get on a website. It's called Seeking Arrangements or Sugar For Me or Sugar For You, something like that. Wait, these are actually... These are actual websites that are going on right now. Wait, so this isn't some kind of like underground kind of thing? This well, is it, like I a straight up website now? So I think it started as underground. And it, it was definitely like the beginning of this was... Yeah, it's of, like side bitch, right? Sort of side bitch type of situation. But somebody honed in on this and said, wait, if this is happening underground like everything else, let me just make a website about it and make it a lot easier. Okay. So now they're getting on on these websites and they're, you know, posting their pics and da-da-da-da-da. And then these older men go and they kind of choose what they want and it's kind of like a meat market. And then they say, and then they, they, they have an arrangement. So I'll see you, you know, three times a month and every time I see you, I'll give you $1,500. Okay, what comes with that? <laughs> I mean, I just okay. So economically, I, so I just want to know what comes with that. What I comes think, with that? I think what what, com- what makes you so the sugar daddy is obviously the guy with the money. That's the daddy. Then the sugar baby, which it drives me fucking crazy that grown ass people are calling themselves babies. That's the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing ever. But okay, so the babies. Now, what do you have to do to make your like? What's a sugar baby job okay. description? So okay, usually it's. Your model slash actress slash songwriter. You're you're slash, beautiful in some way. Yeah, slash manicurist. Yes. <laughs> and going you, to cosmetologist. Yeah, school. or cosmetologist. <laughs> and you you want to buy Chanel bags and you want to live this extravagant lifestyle that you can't afford. Thanks but you to don't, social media. Yeah, and but all that. you don't really want to work hard for it, and you feel like you deserve the best. For no reason. That's the American way. <laughs> you feel... That's yeah, pretty, yeah, that's, yeah. That's I mean, I mean, with, I mean, with social media and stuff like that, yeah. it's a constant competition so where you have to keep up. you're in competition with people that really have money. So they're looking at, you know, real people with old money or new money, whatever, but they have money and they're like, oh, but they have all this. How can I afford this lifestyle? And how can I be perceived as that? It, that's... Even so, though I have like two babies' daddies and exactly. like... Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's like the prerequisite to be a sugar baby. You have to be shallow. 
That's it's what so, you're saying. You have to so be shallow as fuck in a nutshell. And, and literally have no morals and not want to actually work for anything in your life. Pretty right. much. Okay. So obviously, this girl right here, I've your homegirl Natalia, <laughs> okay. never got that memo because I'm busting my ass left and right with 17 jobs plus a podcast that nobody listens to in order to support my stupid studio apartment that thank God doesn't even have cockroaches in them. Woo! But okay. <laughs> Congratulations. Side that's, note on that's that. That's amazing. Okay. Um, You're like an entrepreneur. <laughs> so what entails to be a sugar daddy? Okay. So it's usually you have to be an older gentleman. You have to be about 600 pounds. You have to have like shrivelly balls. And like a really small penis that never really gets up unless you are on some sort of, uh, what is it, a Viagra, Viagra or the other one? Cialis. Cialis or something like that. Something like that. Right. Um, so, and you have maybe a boat. Maybe you have like an apartment for your hoe. Expendable and, income kind and, of thing. And a you, house. You have money to throw away. You got, mo- you got money to blow. And that's what a sugar daddy is. Now, they come together, they have these arrangements, and then they feel like, you know, he has arm candy, Mm. and she has Chanel bags. And that's pretty much how this works. Yeah, it's like a fair trade. It's a fair trade. Now, my problem is, is what is this doing to society? Because it's making me feel like... Why am I working this hard if it's so I, well, easy think, to be out? Yeah, I, I think that's that's kind of the uh, the misconception with uh, with life I mean, is, is that you have mor- to work. You our, don't have to work. Way, you just have to lay down. Exactly. Are morals really that important? Not in the world we live in. It, I don't. I don't see a lot of morality actually being pushed in the media right so you know we're in the media right and our show isn't a moral play we're not we should never yeah we should never okay we're not jesus over here i'm not i'm not judging you i mean jesus is my homie but we talk we talk like once a week when i feel really bad that's your mechanic oh no no he's a homie though i call i call him jesus because it makes him sound bigger (laughs) than he is right he's like four foot five um he's like a little mexican guy so we're not we're not ones to preach morality at all we live in hollywood we just Christ. preach we just preach in general we just preach in general but i think that overall with social media you know which which always comes up the instagram the snapchats all these well, things we talk about so the twitter and all that stuff in our society so we always have to bring it up because everybody's addicted to it but i think that lack of morality the selfie alone shows some kind of psychotic insecurity it's not it's yeah. not a self-love thing it's because we know that there's it's self-deprecation tw- definitely it's kind of self-deprecation because you, you're, you're taking selfies for likes you're taking selfies for likes but you're not even competing it's not even like a competition i i you know i would think back in the day that you know the girl she sees the guy and they have a thing and maybe there's another but girl now, in the now way it's, now it's for sale this is what i'm saying now there's that that fr- first initial encounter doesn't even happen anymore the first initial encounter is a contract it's like how many days in a month do you want to see me and how much do you want to pay me and let's bar or let's haggle down or let's haggle our prices because she'll be like well every time i see you i want two thousand dollars and he's like well that means i want to see you twice a month I can only give you $4,000. He's like, no, but I need six. But he's going to be like, all right, so I'm going to see you six times a month and I'm just going to pay you 800 then. You know you know what I'm saying? So this is, these are... So women have initial- become used car salesmen. <laughs> <laughs> like that sounds like, that sounds like a mess. Yes. That sounds but, horrible. I would be the worst sugar daddy ever because one... I would be so um, cheap. I got no money. So, so I'll, I'll, be, I'll be like, hey, look, $5 and I see you for like two minutes on like one... Every other they can, Thursday, they can you know only I mean? get it up for two minutes anyway. For sure, and I'm like, I'll throw the Don't dick bust out a nut like, in less than thirty <laughs> seconds. I'll throw the dick out. You just look at it, and then we're good, and then we'll talk later. But like, I would, I would be the worst in the sense where like this whole deal thing, I would want like a woman. If I'm gonna pay you like fifteen hundred a day or whatever it is, right, for a couple hours or whatever, yeah, I want you to know how to cook, right? Massage, everything. massage. I want you to sweep, mop. <laughs> You know what? I want you to like is a maid, my dog. Is a maid, my dog. <laughs> is a maid cheaper? Should I just get a maid? You should just get a maid that wants to give you a blowjob left and right. That that's, that's a, probably so much cheaper. That's so much cheaper. You probably get so like for like two hundred bucks and probably like once a week. Exactly. Hmm. But also, what I want to bring is that a lot of these girls actually have real boyfriends. And See, that's the fucking weird thing. That's they weird. have real boyfriends. But this is what I want to get to. 
The reason they have these sugar daddies is because their real boyfriends probably are broke, but they have big dicks. So this is, this. I think I hit the nail right on the head. Right on the dick. <laughs> right on the <laughs> you, dick. You hit the dick right on the dick. <laughs> so which means, it means this. So if you have a small dick, you probably have to pay for sex. True. But if you have a big dick, you can be a broke man with a big dick and, and get girls left and right. But you need to understand this. Your girl is probably cheating on you with a fat guy with a small dick to, suppo- to support both your lifestyles. I've had an experience like this. <laughs> I've had an experience like this. I think you had a girl call you today being, trying uh, to be your sugar baby. <laughs> I've, had an ex- I've had an experience like this. No. I mean, I look, I do, I do, have, I do have friends that I've met along the way. And still stay in somewhat contact with. Um, and it's interesting when I talk to these young ladies. I'll, I'll, I'll call them young. Some are a little older. Yeah, they're like um, 35. But <laughs> To be doing this shit. But you could tell by the plastic surgery. So they always have boyfriends. Mm-hmm. You're loser right. Loser boyfriends. Like you, broke loser big dick boyfriends. They always have like a dick head loser like valet like motherfuckers a valet, you know what or I mean? Or like a line cook or something like that. Yeah, or like yeah, has a real job, probably has like some tattoos for no reason. It's yeah. like kind of like an edgy, right? It's it's yeah. everything your parents didn't want you to have. Works at a coffee shop, whatever. Boom, but they got that right. The only thing they have going for them again is 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 their wiener, is their big dick. That's okay. why these girls are with them because these girls, you look at them, you're like, why are you with this guy? If you, yeah, but if then you again, want this lifestyle. But then again, you look at the girl, and they got the boobs. They probably got the fake ass, right? They got the lips. They got all this other stuff, right? Like, so so it's kind of like this dude is you, except you could sell your body and he can't. Exactly. Like there's no market like for dicks out there. <laughs> there's no dick market really. There's only dick market with the hot girls who are unsatisfied with their sugar daddies. So exactly. Like, so like dick is is kind of like at an all-time low right now. Oh, like you, money is kind of trumping so like dick, dick, isn't it? If dick were in the stock market, it would be like crashing right now. If dick was in the money Olympics, money is on an all-time high. But money's always been in an all-time high. But it's so hard to find money and good dick. That's that's like the unicorn. Let me tell you why dick, in my opinion, is at an all-time low. Because if it was, if it was kind of like on the rise, all right, no pun intended. If dick was on the rise, then you wouldn't be seeing a bunch of dudes flexing on all these social media things. Like, I got this, I got that. Like, dudes are having to become almost like sugar daddy, like pretend sugar daddies. Absolutely. To convince these girls to have sex with them. And then I think the girl realizes what's happening when she's having sex with him and he has a big dick. She's like, oh, this motherfucker's broke. I could have seen my boyfriend. What the fuck? That's great. I love that. And you know what? That is the goddamn truth. The moment the moment you see a guy flexing and he takes you to this room and he has a big old dick, you know this guy is broke as fuck. And that car is not even his. It's his homie's car. It's No, it's actually his boss's car. He's the car wash guy. <laughs> he just borrowed the he's car from He's a valet. The, he has to be at work in an hour, okay? Like, he has to be back. This is Ferris Bueller's day off. He has to be back. Exactly. All right, and I'll leave you with that. I don't know. This, this whole arrangement thing, listen, if it works for you, go ahead and do it. I think I'm kind of borderline jealous but i'm really not that jealous because if i had to go down yeah but who knows what they're making them do i know if i have to they're probably shitting in their mouths they are possibly shitting in their mouths. yeah that's what i'm saying i would be the worst sugar daddy ever because i would be like okay let me do inventory what am i paying for this month and that's the thing that a sugar daddy i think would do if you have money to blow that means you've been everywhere in the world you've been through every experience Mm -hmm. and now you just really want to shit in somebody's mouth and then there's a girl who's who really who really wants some shoes who's saying, you know what? Go ahead and shit in my mouth. I really want those shoes. And lady, you're so fucked up for so many reasons. And your boyfriend has to kiss them. And huh? then your boyfriend, your oh, poor God. valet boyfriend, has to go and make out with you after somebody just shat a fat dude just shat in your mouth. With wrinkled balls. Oh yeah. my god, girl, you get get it together. Girls, just do better. There can't be a feminist, like, full feminist kind of thing that's going on right now. And, and like, the whole thing. Like, ha, ha, How do they we merge? congregate it together? Have they merged? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. If this merges, it might just crash and burn. I don't know what we're going to get out of this. So, let's – I'm not judging you. I'm just, I'm just trying to say just make better decisions, you know? And th- think before you do anything. Think before you open that mouth and get 
a mouthful of shit. And and are, and are those shoes really important? Like, has has like consumerism and likes really taken over the world where that is more important than like any kind any kind of like morality? Your mental st- mental like your mental stabi- stability? Yeah, you know, all these things will fuck up with your head. You think you're going to wake up 10 years from now, you're going to, those shoes are no longer going to fit or they're going to be all broken. No, she's going to marry some fucking, uh, some random dude and then he's going to be stuck with that. Yeah, and then, and then you're going to be thinking and then you're going to be on all these antidepressants because you're going to be like, oh my God, I remember in my Yeah, 20s, because you have nightmares of being fucked in the ear. Exactly. <laughs> or like sticking a salmon up a dude's ass. Who knows? Like, who cares? But the, just make better decisions and think about the long run. I know in the short term you get to travel and you get to do all these good things, but in the long run, think about the depression, think about the the possibly committing suicide and all these things that go with trying to live a lifestyle that maybe you don't really need or want it or deserved. Or deserved. Definitely deserved. So fuck off, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, sugar ladies and daddies. Yeah, like walk away with your freaking Louboutins. Man, I always wonder if you ask yourself, is it just me? Is it just me? Is this sex so good I shouldn't have to fall for free? Uh, is it just me? Yeah, is it just me? Is this sex so good I shouldn't have to... Fuck for free. I know you working day and night to get a college degree. Bet nobody that you been with even know you're free, right? You know you only do that with me, right? Yeah, double checking on you. Before we conclude, you know our, I never put the pressure on you. Our great episode you of this podcast. Um, let's talk about. It's gonna be the end of summer right now. It is. It is the. It's the twenty something of August. Yeah, it's, it's the end of summer. It's over. I believe summer's oh, like the the kick off of or kick out. Of the kick summer. out. Yes. Yeah. The summer kick out. Kick out. The summer kick out is a uh, Labor Day. Labor Day weekend. Right. It starts on Memorial Day, and then it ends on Labor Day. Ends on Labor Day. Exactly. So before we get kicked out of summer, um, they're already asking us to leave. The lights have come on on summer. Yeah. They're like, guys, you get the get the and, fuck out of here. And we're all looking around for that one person who's like the last one, and we're like, oh fuck, I came here alone. Like, and then you're you're gonna take them to the cuffing season. Exactly. <laughs> Summer is a club. The lights are on. It's one like fifty. The lights are on, and and people are fucking scrambling right now. Like, where's that? Trying to get their Ubers and their lifts because it's about to get cold. And they're and, trying to and they're trying to bring somebody from from that summertime. Like, hey, come come with me to this cuffing season side. I need you over to cuffing season because I don't have heat in <laughs> my apartment. Afford, I, can't I can't afford, afford heat in my <laughs> apartment because my sugar daddy's moved on. <laughs> And I need someone to sleep with me and keep me warm because my fucking little Pomeranian is too small and only keeps like my my vagina warm because he sleeps in between my legs. I don't know. That's all right. Anyway, so (laughs) moving on from the Pomeranian between your legs to warm up your vagina. um, It's true. So at the end of summer, we always get a lot of summertime concerts and festivals. And I mean, they're a lot of fun. I've never really been to a summertime one, but I did go to the springtime one a year ago, which was Coachella. Coachella, that's kind of a kickoff. To, that's like a pre-pre-game. That's a, that's a pre-game to the summertime. And it was fun. Let me tell you, it, like, I, I, it was definitely very well executed. And I didn't think it was going to be that cool till I got there. I really think it was gonna. I thought it was going to be more like a uh, five-year-old art project. Right, right. Just like a little bit of, you know, Elmer's glue, a little bit of glitter here and there, maybe a couple of popsicles and, you know, voila. But no, I went there and it was, you can tell millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, so there's a full like, stuff. now there's like art installations and there's little yeah, things and lights and shit. It's cool. It's, it's, nice. it's a place for people to go and pretend they're hippies for a weekend. And, you know, and it's and it's cool like that. Exactly. Hippie for a weekend. He, hippie for a weekend. Everybody, everybody suddenly Navajo, like one fifth Navajo Indian or Cherokee. Well, that's the thing with, with, with all these like Coachella and, and now the end of summer ones. You have um, the Guns N' Roses, The right? Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses just played at, at the Dodger Stadium. At, at Dodger Stadium. They also played in San Diego. Um, which was interesting. So all the people who couldn't afford the $45 tickets here ended up driving to San Diego and getting them for like 20 bucks, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so with all these things, though, like, it's weird because Hollywood, like, dresses up for for shows. 
Why well, think Hollywood's a, it's a full-on dress-up no matter what? Suddenly people are like, oh, I'm going to a Guns N' Roses show. So they start listening to Guns N' Roses like 48 hours before they actually go to the show. Yeah, so they and can find they, out who Guns N' Roses exactly. even are. And so they can go to the show and like pretend to sing all their songs and be like, oh, yeah, man, I remember this song. I'm like, bitch, you're 22 years old. You don't know, and you weren't even born and when Axel they broke Rose, up. And Axl Rose <laughs> is, is like fatter and sweatier than your dad. Yes, and you know older I mean? than your dad. And older than your dad. Axl Rose looks like a ginger pig, like a sweaty ginger pig. <laughs> <laughs> like every time I see him, I'm like, why Axl? Why did you have to age so horribly? Horribly. Sorry, Axl. But um, I once had wine with Slash at an art show um, in Santa Monica. Oh God, that is like the most LA shit I've ever heard in my life. And he you, was and he was sweaty and hairy, so, so and they're smelly. All, so they're all sweaty and old and smelly. And he's still wearing that fucking that fucking top hat. Like, who are you? Like fucking Ringling Brothers? Like, dude, get a get like get a, over the get top a ball hat. cap. Get a Dodgers hat. Get a Lakers hat. Jesus Christ! No, but I mean, I guess that's his thing. But I mean, they, they're fifty pretty- years ago. <laughs> like goddamn, let him die! Like he's—I think he's still riding that, like that top hat wave. But let's let's talk about these people that go to these concerts and they go to the, these festivals. Yeah, who goes to these things? Okay, so right now, Burning Man is happening, Burning which Man. automatically means that Los Angeles smells a thousand times better. For sure, all the dirty hippies are gone. Everybody's gone. Everybody took their VW. Westphalia, yeah. <laughs> Westphalia t- truck to to the desert. They're gonna stay there for three weeks. They're gonna barter for crackers and tap water you and know, sex and sex. They're gonna barter their their vaginas for like a sandwich. You know, so old school stuff. I just I, I just met I just met my neighbor. He uh, Lee. Shout out Lee. He just he just left a Burning Man and he he went with some other um, with some other people from New Zealand. So they traveled all the way here from New Zealand. To go to Burning Man, right? God help um, them. And I and I asked them about <laughs> Burning Man because I don't really know about these things. Like I, I'm kind of like a hermit now. I don't like to go to places where there's like a shit ton of people and music and stuff because I think at the end of the day you're being completely let down. You're only there to Snapchat and Instagram. So like, why waste your time and money, right? So I asked them about it. I asked them about why they're going. Da da da. And and they they had a lot of answers. A yeah. lot of vague vague answers like you know it's a connection between people and you know you barter and nothing did it and it's it could be whatever you want and people build these amazing things yeah and they have different camps so that yeah, people different have, camps their, they have their own stuff. little camps and the whole and the whole premise behind the whole um burning man thing is that everybody goes there they set up their camps and their camps have different themes so okay. you have like a, the orgy camp and then you have the the steampunk camp and then you have the you know the lesbian camp and then you have the the, they're different camps and then you go between one camp to to the other you go bartering so there's no money allowed it's like i'll i'll trade you like i'll whip out my tits okay and then you can give me a bottle of water so is this is this okay even though these people i don't know what the point of this is so who goes to burn like what kind of person do you have to is it like is it a race thing is it like uh it's not because these people are from new zealand no but it's i see not a, a race lot thing. i see I a lot think, of white people though yeah it's a, definitely a, people more i don't know a lot of brown people that just cross the border from mexico to los angeles that are willing to just go back to I, the desert to barter and almost die from yeah they're like stroke. dude, <laughs> dude I, just, I just i just got over that they're like, like dude i just spent like the last week trying to like cross this wall true so it's not necessarily so it's like but what kind of person like uh what kind of demographic is going to burning man i think the demographic is the same demographic that lives in venice and santa monica people that seem like they're hippies but they're actually wearing like two thousand dollar pair of shoes and and they're going out there like to barter and be like all anti-money and stuff but yet it's fucking expensive as Fuck to very, be out there. It's very expensive. You spend two to build, million dollars to be out there yeah, on your stupid ass your RV. And build your camp and your Thunderdome and, and all sort of bullshit, right? And they're doing it in right? the name of being like anti-consumerism and being like pro-hippie. Yeah, but, but it, your life is the reason that you even are able to go to this thing. And your life is a consumer-based life if you can even afford to go here and and barter because you have to have you have to buy shit to barter. That, but that's the whole point. So it's it's kind of like 
It's very redundant. It sounds to me like it's a bunch of people being fake Native Americans. Yeah, it's it's very hypocritical in so many in so many words because I I can't afford to take three weeks out of my life and go like, to the desert and barter things and just to be more connected to with, be more connected with myself and with sharing and to have orgies and, to- and and that's the thing with Burning Man. Okay, please please tell me if I'm right about this. When I was asking these questions about it and and their answers, like I said, were. were all over the place. And they're like vague, right? Is the underlying thing with Burning Man is I am going to have sex with random people and do drugs. Can we just all just yes. say that's why Burning Man exists or Absolutely. no? Absolutely. But that's the reason why people go. But people want to, people are, they're so afraid of saying the truth that they have to like. Sugarcoat it with this spirituality with bullshit. Sugarcoat it with this spirituality and this whole hippie thing. But no. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Like, look, I you want spirituality, nigga, go to church. Yeah, I want to go have smelly random sex. Yeah. With randoms in different camps. Maybe impregnate a couple girls. Yeah. Have like hippie babies. <laughs> yeah, and have hippie babies. And then go back home, back to my reality, and say, okay, I did it. Or I'm going next year. Great. I'm, I'm going to go see my, my, my firstborn next year again in uh, Burning Man. Yeah, the like, <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I find the whole thing really really fucking weird but i think i'm just gonna stick to uh the 45 dollar guns and roses outdated concert at dodger stadium i i think i'm gonna stick with that <laughs> and i'm actually not gonna go to that either i'm not going to none of this fucking shit I, I can't deal with people you're definitely not going to it so i'll leave you right here everybody my name is natalia and this is my lovely co-host producer eric sanchez here not leaving the office ever And like I always say, make fun of yourself and make fun of everybody. This is a fun place to be, and it's all lighthearted. Don't be so serious. And I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Oh, and if you have a chance, go into Instagram and search my so-called LA Life and go ahead and add me because I'm trying to get my followers up. I know we just made fun of all these girls trying to get their followers up, but I'm one of them right now. We're trying to get our followers up too, but I don't personally check the Instagram. So sugar daddies... Feel free to put your offers in. (laughs) Okay, put in your bids. Everyone be really safe out there. Um, If you're looking for drugs in L.A., they're not going to be back until Burning Man's over. Yes. And we'll leave you with that. Thank you, everybody. If one more label try to stop me, it's going to be some dreadhead niggas in your lobby. Fuck you thought it was You thought that